Welcome to the Ben Antel Show. I am your host, Ben Antel. It's good to have you back after a long hiatus. The sense is that the Penguins may also be back. Did you get that overwhelming feeling after not only the St. Louis game, but especially the Tampa game? 7-2? I think what leads me to believe that is not because Crosby, Malkin, Gensel are playing great, but the bottom six finally scored a goal. And the St. Louis game, you had Pedersen score, who's a defenseman, but it was on the Bluger line. And then against the Tampa Bay Lightning, you have Bluger score for the first time since before Christmas, and you have Dumoulin scoring for the first time in a year, who's defenseman once again. But finally, we get some contributions from the bottom six. And it's about time, because I think the Crosby-Raquel-Gensel line is one of the best in hockey. But after that, besides Gino, they don't have much else. I think at this point, I would be fine if they didn't make a move after these two games, but obviously you have to keep winning. I just think the season's about to turn around. They're going to beat the bad teams that they should, which they weren't doing before, but now they will be doing that. Tampa was a good team. St. Louis is a team that's really not going to be competing for a title this year. They just traded away their star. But a 7-2 win against Tampa, that's a statement win. And let's not forget the Oilers game. That was tough to watch. But the way they bounced back this weekend, they showed that they're just not dead yet. And the Geno slander has to stop. Because the way Geno has been playing is very good. And you can talk about his penalty minutes, but that is just a given. You can talk about how he turns the puck over, which everybody else seems to do. But you won't talk about how he's scoring a lot more this year. How he's assisted a lot more this year. He had the Geno hat trick last night. And he scored and assisted in the St. Louis game as well. I'm pretty sure he contributed in the Edmonton game as well. He's scoring or assisting in most of the recent games. I don't know what's going on with him. He's 36 years old. Everyone thinks he's over the hill, but he's playing like a top 10 forward in the league. Maybe that's, that's to say it a lot. I don't watch a whole lot of hockey outside of the Penguins, but he's playing really well. And I think he gets more flack than anyone on the team. And I think it's got to stop. If he gets the penalty box, that doesn't make me mad. Because I know he's probably going to score. He's probably going to assist later in that game. That's just the way that he plays. And you have to accept that. You have to accept the way that he plays. And that his benefits greatly outweigh his costs. On the same day, I actually enjoyed watching some NBA basketball. The Lakers and Mavs. I talked about the Mavs. I think they're exciting. I like Kyrie with that team. I like Luka with that team. But they blew a 27-point lead to LeBron and Anthony Davis. Maybe the Lakers are something to watch out for. Let's not get to an NBA right now. But there's some good basketball going on. There's some good basketball. And it's a competitive league. I will say that. It's a very There's a lot of parity in the NBA. 
I can see a lot of teams coming out of the West. I can see a lot of teams coming out of the East as well. And it's hard to pick. It's hard to pick who I think is going to be in the conference finals even because I can think of four teams in the West. I can see the Clippers going there. I can see the Mavericks. I can even see the Lakers. Obviously, the Suns are probably the favorite. And the Nuggets. Let's not forget the Nuggets. And then the East, you got the Bucks, the Celtics, hell, even the Cavs. There's a lot of talk about Russell Wilson over the end of the last week. And the story is he tried to get Pete Carroll and his GM fired. Just a lot of bad looks for Russell this season. It was a tough season for Russell Wilson, who I like, but a lot of people think he's kind of a phony and I can sort of see that. I think they're going to look a lot different next year. I think he's not going to be... The, what the hell was that that we saw this year? I think he's going to look like Russell Wilson, more so to speak. I think Sean Payton will do his tweaks. He's going to get Russell Wilson's people out of the building, which is good. It's just interesting because the Seahawks make the playoffs after trading him away. And he won a trade it and they make the playoffs without him. I like Geno Smith. I tell you what. I don't know if he's worth $30 million. He's not. But I think the Seahawks should stick with him until they find someone else for the quarterback. There's no need to draft a quarterback right now. They can continue improving their roster and just... Stick with Gino, who had a good year. A team I don't think should stick with a quarterback is the Bears, who are, they're now saying, are probably going to trade away the number one pick. And I think that is the wrong move. I think instead they should trade Justin Fields. Look, Justin Fields, you should think of him as a baby Lamar Jackson. He's obviously not going to be a Super Bowl-tier quarterback. His legs are his main part of his game, and he's already shown that he cannot stay healthy for a full season. Just like Lamar, who's missed, what, 10 out of his last 27 games, which is very significant. Instead, the Bears should be taking Bryce Young at that number one pick, and they should trade away Justin Fields to whoever will buy, and there'll be a lot of teams that will because Justin Fields is a good player. But they should not roll with him. you got to go and find your – because you're in a unique position where you have the number one pick in a class where you got some good quarterbacks. I don't know too much about the kid from Alabama, Bryce Young, but I know that he – He's probably already better than Justin Fields. He has more arm talent than Justin Fields. He has the ability to be a guy that can win games for you right off the bat. And as much as the stats that Justin Fields put up this year were good for fantasy football, that didn't translate to wins. There's also some... Quarterback controversy in New England. The Pats are trying to move on from Mac Jones. That's the reports. 
Is it really that big of a drop-off from Mac Jones to Bailey Zappi? Probably not, but I would take a second-round pick for Mac Jones. I would shop away Mac Jones, and I would just go ahead and maybe roll with Zappi or take a swing on someone like Will Levis in the draft. Because it's very clear that Mac Jones, who had a pretty good rookie year, he's very limited as a quarterback. Very, very constrained to what he can do in terms of where he can put the ball. He can hit the open receivers that Bill Belichick is always able to somehow find. But when those windows get a little tighter, he is just an average quarterback. Much like Bailey Zappi, but maybe you could get something for Mac Jones. And then roll with Bailey Zappi. Maybe you could get a second round pick for Mac Jones this year. And that could help your team going into the next season. Bezos was trying to buy the Washington Commanders, Washington Redskins, whatever you want to call them. But the owner of the Redskins said, no, I'm not going to let you buy them. Much because Bezos owns the Washington Post, and he was actually the one who started a lot of controversy about the Washington football team and their business practices, which may or may not be true, but the owner was like, you're going to screw me in the press, and then you're going to try and buy my team off me? No, I'm not letting that happen. <laughs> it's good to see he has some stones on him, even though Bezos would probably give him the most money. Bezos is probably one of the most hated men on the planet. And I'm not saying he shouldn't be. But my God, you got to... You got to respect what Amazon has done. Bobby Wagner, Jalen Ramsey, they're looking like, yeah, they're not going to stay on the Rams. That team that bought, I told you, you can never buy a super team. The Rams did, they tried, and they won a championship, but you can't buy a super team, guys. It's looking like they might both go to the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, I'm just speculating. If they go to the Bengals, that would be a dangerous, dangerous team. Dare I say the Super Bowl favorites if they landed Ramsey. I think Bobby Wagner is probably over the hill, but he's going to help them a lot. Maybe the Steelers could get Bobby Wagner. Is Miles Jack sticking around? Devin Bush certainly isn't. Miles Jack didn't have a very good year. We're pretty bad at linebacker. I don't know if you can just fix linebacker in the draft being at their position. Maybe you can. Defensive back is really hard to fix in the draft. Maybe they can land Ramsey. I don't see either of those happening. I think Ramsey and Wagner probably go to teams like the Bengals or the Lions, which the Lions, I think, are going to be scary next year too. What you saw with Jared Goff, I'm just happy for him. The Rams tossed him out like he's day-old chowder. He has a better season than the Rams. He's had a much better season than Matthew Stafford, who's one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the league. The Lions, albeit 
have waited a long time for success, they might eventually start to see some here. Let's talk a little college basketball. Purdue, I believe, was the most overrated team this entire year. They were number one for a very long time. Everybody likes their seven foot four big guy. But they were insanely overrated. They lost to Indiana for a second time. You can't lose to your rival twice in the same year and be a one seed. I think they're getting bounced in the first round. They might enter the tournament as a one or a two seed. Watch Purdue. I put them on the upset alert. If they're one seed, I don't think they get bounced in the first round. Probably the second. But they get in as a two or three. I would be... Not surprised if they lost very early on. All the hype. But yet they just lose the big games. I think the Big Ten is sort of a sham in basketball. You think when was the last time a Big Ten team was very good at college basketball? Won the championship. Every year the Big Ten gets 10, 11, 12 teams in the tournament. Yet they just don't do very much at all. Seems like the winner every year is either ACC, Big East, or Big 12. Last time SEC won was Kentucky. That was 11 years ago. Last time Big 10 won was, what, Michigan in the 90s? Correct me if I'm wrong. Last time the Pac-12 won, gosh, I can't even, I can't even think. But the Big East, you have Villanova or UConn winning pretty often. The Big 12, Baylor and Kansas just won back-to-back years. And the ACC is the best, but they're just having kind of a down year. I would still take any of these ACC teams getting in, such as Pitt, over any of these Big 10 teams. The Big 10... When it comes to football, it, I think in football they're overrated too. Every single year they get the biggest ratings, they get the biggest games. Yet every single year they seem to disappoint. Michigan loses the TCU in the playoff. Penn State, I hear every year how this can be Penn State's year, yet they lose again. The Big Ten is just in a big location. It's got the big media markets, yet... They'll never catch up to the SEC in football. Maybe they will with this NIL stuff, but they never have. They never caught up to the SEC in football. They never caught up to the ACC or any of these other conferences in basketball. My pick to win March Madness, it's got to come from one of those three conferences. You could take Virginia. You could take Kansas to repeat. You could take, um, hell, Creighton out of the Big East. Carson Wentz finally got released. The commanders are moving on with him. Who are they going to start now? Probably Sam Howell. I think it's a little bit missing the word here, but stupid. To think that he could be... I, I, I just wouldn't give him this much of a leash. 
They should go out and draft a quarterback. Look at all the success these teams are having with young quarterbacks. Don't look at something and be jealous. The people that are successful in this world don't they don't they don't look at something and think, oh, those people. They look at success and they say, How did you do that? They're curious. That's why the best teams, the best people in their professions are ones that see greatness and they replicate that. They get curious. They want to know, what did it take to do this? They don't say, oh, screw that guy and all his success. You got to look at what everyone else is doing. It's an adapt or die thing. I heard so many people... During COVID say, oh, you just can't get anybody to work nowadays. You understand we are in the most technologically advanced place we've ever been, obviously. Get robots to do what it is you want to do. Adapt or die. Everybody else has the same problems as you, yet you just want to complain. I'm not a business owner. But I just got sick of hearing the same damn things over and over again. Oh, this generation, nobody wants to work. Okay, adapt to that. Put in some machines. Put in some robots. Pay them better. Make the job more fun. I feel no sympathy for places that can't get anyone to work. Make the situation better and people will come. I have no sympathy for that. I did have sympathy for the businesses that weren't allowed to do business during the lockdown. But I don't have sympathy... For businesses that are still around and are complaining about how tough it is to get employed people. Figure it out. Do other things that nobody else is doing. Or better yet, look at what other people are doing that are successful and say, how did you do that? How did you get people to come to you? Pens don't play till tomorrow. They got the Predators. Who are on the playoff bubble. If I believe the last time I checked the standings was right. That's a game I think they win. Although betting on hockey is just silly. I hear a lot of people. So many people talking about sports betting now. And I've touched on this in the past. I participated in it some myself. It has just become such a big part of the culture. Such a big part of the matrix. If I was president, I would have one day out of the week where social media was just blacked out. You couldn't access it. Sort of like that Ready Player One movie where everybody's just stuck in the oasis, the matrix. I would have one day where you just black that out and I want to see how people react. I think life would get a lot better. Every Sunday, you can't use Instagram. You can't use Twitter. In fact, your whole phone, aside from iMessage and phone number, is useless. You can only text or call. In just one day a week, I guarantee 
there would be less depression, there would be less problems in the world if we just banned the matrix for one day a week. Let's get a guest on next time. For the next show, I'm going to have a guest so I can talk for a, a lot longer, have a conversation, have a little debate, just have someone to bounce my ideas off of. So if you listen in this far, go ahead and shoot me a text, shoot me a call, whatever, and say, hey, I want to be on the show. And I might have you on. Folks, it's been great talking with you. I like to keep these episodes longer. Every time I do it, I get a little bit better. And I just got to do it more frequently because I have not been. Thank you for listening to the Ben Antel Show. I've been your host, Ben Antel. And I am signing off. Peace.